We're on a mission from God. And now, something completely different. This is Pastor Jolly John Lakomsky from St. Paul's Lutheran Church in New Athens, Illinois, and Trinity Lutheran Church in Darmstadt, Illinois. Uh, and I have right next to me here Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark from Ascension Lutheran Church in picturesque South St. Louis along the student line streets. All the schools <laughs> back in session. Party's over, kids. That's right. Back to work. Party on. I, you know, did we did we point out that this is wrestling with the basics last week? Uh, I don't know. People <laughs> they usually figure it out on their own, but it is worth mentioning. It is worth mentioning. That's right. <laughs> For the sake of all the other shows on KFUO, so they're not mistaken. Confused. confused no, this us. is not thy strong word. Wonder, What's gone wrong with thy strong word? That, no, this is wrestling, wrestling with, with the, the basics. basics. And, and, and we really should be on our toes because we have the bosses of the operation, the brains of the operation are with us again. Again, this right. week. We had some other brains uh, a few weeks ago, uh, uh, <laughs> Naomi and Eric, uh, uh, Lauren, uh, uh, Eric and Lauren, uh, um, and now introduce our guest to us again. Would so you now we've gone from Pastor John's grandkids to my kids. So we have with us Anna, who is nine years old, going into fourth grade, and then Noah, who is 13, going into eighth grade. He's going to be the the top dog in the eighth graders uh, over at Word of Life Lutheran School. Enjoy it while you can, because next year you're a lowly <laughs> freshman. So, they'll all be, right. They'll be shoving you in lockers next year. That's what you have to look forward year. to. No. <laughs> That's right. Not at a Lutheran high school. They would Surely like not. That. Surely no. not. No. So, all right, we're, we're waiting. We, we have no material without you guys. Have you got anything good for us today? All right, here you go. You got the jokes Who's ready? Okay, Anna looks like she's eager. Here we okay. go. Um, what did the melon say to the refrigerator? What did the melon say to the refrigerator? I have no idea, Anna. Nothing. It's a melon. Oh, <laughs> I'm, 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 just, I'm seeing a theme here. I'm seeing a theme here. Two hot dogs. Tell that joke again. Tell that joke again. Talking food. Well, I, and one, one caveat. You, the, that was a joke made up by Anna, by the way. So she this made is, that up. This is a Anna cool. original. An Anna original. You, you re- so you could not have heard this anywhere else. You wouldn't have seen this on any of the late night TV or nope, anything like that. No, no, no. Jimmy Fallon, eat your heart out. That, that melon joke is not yours. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so, okay, doing an encore performance of the hot dog joke from last week okay real quick here we go you ready um there are two hot dogs in a frying pan and one hot dog says oh boy it's getting hot in here and the other hot dog says ah a hot a talking hot dog (laughs) (laughs) and yet the melon the melon doesn't talk the melon it is the mysteries of the world (laughs) 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 all right noah it's gonna be hard to top that buddy but i'm sure you're ready Okay, so there is this guy picking a plot for his burial, and he was with the funeral director, and after he had picked a plot, the funeral director said to him, well, do you want anything on your tombstone, like a Bible verse or an inspirational phrase? Um, And the guy 
finally chose, always give 100%. And the funeral director said to him, that's what the guy buried to you said right before he gave blood. Oh. I give 100%. Give 100%. Don't give that much. (laughs) (laughs) They drained him dry, huh? Uh, so not only a joke, but also kind of a lesson to you if you go to give blood. A nice life lesson. Hey, did you make that one up yourself, Noah? <laughs> yeah. I love that one. So original material, all original material here wow. at Wrestling with the Basics. By the way, real quick, we want to say hi to Dinah. We People, I guess, I, I, I'm not sure whether it's they don't think our jokes are funny <laughs> or whether they do, but we have all kinds of people giving us new material. So, Dinah, yeah. hold on. We'll have some new material from her next week. And thanks, Dinah, for passing that on, yeah. uh, by the way. And hi from Pastor Clark. And, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's probably the former of those two options, John. <laughs> 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 All right, so here's what we're going to do today. I'm excited about it. I'm really excited that your kids are with us because we are going to ta- tackle a difficult Bible passage. And yet oh we, boy. Matt and I, will demonstrate to you that difficult Bible passages are actually really very simple. And we will have these two, uh, got an eighth grader and a fourth grader here, and even they will be able to tell you the meaning of these difficult Bible passages. How about that, Matt? Sounds good to me, boy. Pretty high bar for you guys. You ready for this? Okay. They weren't prepped or anything, so no, no, we're, we're this doing is, this cold. This, this is cold. It's like, not like just about everything. <laughs> just about everything. Do it. Second Samuel, Second Samuel twenty-three. Okay, we're gonna read this, and, and and most people say, well, I don't even. Why is that even in the Bible? That makes no sense to me at all. But we will demonstrate to you that this is actually full of all kinds of good, comforting, helpful information. Uh, now, here's the background. Can I give you the background real quick, Matt? So we actually had this on Thy Strong Word, that other Bible study show that happens occasionally here on Wrestling with the Basics. No, on on KFU, I mean. Never on Wrestling with the Basics. No, 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 that's safe to say. Uh, um, And so we had this, uh, and the first verses of 2 Samuel 23 are actually uh, uh, all about Jesus. In fact, Luther himself wrote a treatise about how the Old Testament talks about Jesus on the basis of the first verses of 2 Samuel 23. So we were cruising along on thy strong word, and then we got to this section about the mighty men of David, and we realized Luther didn't say anything about this. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Luther. It was like, oh yeah, yeah, these first verses, they're all about Jesus, and then, well, let's go on to see what's in the next chapter. He just leaves (laughs) this whole section out. But it turns out that that, uh, there's some really neat stuff in the list of the mighty men of David. So if you would begin uh, there, uh, Professor uh, 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 (laughs) Clark, and read for us the first few verses, Uh, it is a list in 2 Samuel 23 of David's mighty men. Great. Thanks, John, for passing this job on to me. Yeah, that's why no one entered here. Are they supposed to be reading this? <laughs> they should be reading it. Yeah. Okay. Well, let, well, let's see. Dad will go first here. We'll see how we go. Okay. Here we go. Uh, these are the names of the mighty men whom David had. This first one's a doozy. <laughs> Joshab Bashabeth. We almost named Noah that. That was, <laughs> that was option number two, but we said just go with Noah. Aren't you glad he went with yeah. Noah? <laughs> The Tecolamite, he was chief of the three. He wielded a spear against 800 
whom he killed at one time. All right, now, now the issue Whoa. we're going to wrestle with, but, but kids don't spoil it. That, that's a problem when you're with the kids. They're so smart. They, they give the answers. We're doing vacation Bible school, and I'm asking questions that they're supposed to come back at the end, at the closing. And already they're raising their hands. They haven't even heard the Bible story and yet, they and they the already answer. know the answers. So, so don't give it away, Noah, Anna, all right? Uh, uh, but w- the, the question we want to answer is, what makes a mighty man? What makes Ooh, a mighty, mighty man? man? All right. Well, now, now, right here in this verse, what is it that he did that would qualify him as a mighty man? Did you guys hear that? Did you catch that? What did um, he do? He killed 100 men with a spear at one time. Yeah, right. not just 100, but oh. 800. Oh. Yeah, but well, you're right. 100 would have been pretty pretty mighty too, I guess, huh? Did, did you know that your kids watch, watch Jackie Chan movies? Yeah, <laughs> so Jackie, Jackie Chan, Chan you know, that karate guy. Ha ha ha! No, <laughs> no, no. Okay, well you watch. No, you watch. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Martial arts guy, Jackie Chan. Yeah, yeah, sure. And they'll be like, you know, like, like what, like 10, 20 guys that'll come at him. Yeah, yeah. And he he sure. defeats them all. Defeats or Chuck them all. Norris. Chuck Norris. Right. On Netflix, you watch the A Team sometimes, uh, and boy, they they can take down. Dozens of people, army of people at the AT. Do- dozens of people. At one- Although it always surprised me, they always come at him one at a time. Yeah. <laughs> you ever <laughs> no, notice that's that? That's very convenient, isn't yeah. it? Why well, just all jump on him at once? But no, no. But how many guys again? How many guys, Anna? Uh, wait, 800? 800. Now, now, I've never seen Jackie Chan or Chuck Norris or any of these guys. 800 at one time? Now, here's the point, kids. Here's the point. Do you think this guy was really that good that he could defeat 800 people at one time? Or how was it that he was able to defeat 800 people at one time? God helped him. Thank you. See, I told you, this is not a difficult thing. There goes the difficult passage. Yeah. Good yeah. job. So so the point is, if, you're, if you've got an overwhelming task, it seems like, man, I'll never be able to do that. Even if I had Chuck Norris and Jackie Chan both with me, <laughs> there's no way we could defeat this. This is too big of a problem for me to handle. Then, then you got to remember what Anna just told you. It is too big for you to handle, so you need to... You need to rely on God because it's not too big a problem for God. And if you think about it, Matt, that's what we've been doing, right? 4,000 people fed, 5,000 people fed. Yeah. I'm not going to. You have trouble feeding your kids, apparently. <laughs> oh, don't bring up last week's show <laughs> sorry. again. I'm sorry. I'm just teasing. Yeah, just apparently teasing. we don't feed them breakfast ever. Golly. <laughs> they look well fed to me. Sheesh. They are not skin and bones. They're obviously getting food somewhere. I don't know if they're going out to the trash can. Usually like the donut driving right by us is where they're getting their breakfast from. Have you guys had lunch already, by the way? Uh, I know that we're... we're don't, don't ask. <laughs> no, don't ask. Okay. <laughs> no, have you guys have you eaten? Uh, I ate a small lunch. Okay. Yeah, with Grandma what? and Grandpa, right? Dad, yeah. Dad needs to I take you out hungry. for ice cream. Ooh, yes. <laughs> Uncle John is saying, thanks, after the recording... Thanks, Uncle John. <laughs> Dad needs to take you out <laughs> for ice cream. Uh, so, sorry, so first one taken care of. Got big problems... You gotta got you gotta have God. Gotta have God. Yeah, well, I think of the, the the mighty men, David's mighty men. I think of David himself and that famous story of David and Goliath. And oh yeah. How is this little guy gonna defeat this defeat this big giant? And he does it with just one stone right in the forehead. Uh, although, that's it. Although it's interesting, he brings three stones. Oh yeah, well, five. Yeah, was five, it five, was it five stones, stones together. Okay. Yeah. So, but anyway, you might I, miss with the first one. <laughs> and again, it, it's. I think you're right, Anna. I think God was with him, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So read the next verse. Read okay. the next verse. You ready? Here yeah. we go. Yeah. And the next to him among the three mighty men was Eliezer, the son of... What's that guy's name? 
Doo-doo. <laughs> 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 okay, the Hebrew's pronounced dodo. <laughs> well, that's good. Actually, I think that is the Hebrew pronunciation that Anna had. Yeah. Yeah. Doo-doo. Son of a Ahoy. He was with David when they defeated the Philistines who were gathered there for battle. And the men No, no, no. They defied. They oh, excuse me. They, they defied, defied the Philistines. I'm still, yeah, I just don't doo-doo is <laughs> still distracting me. Okay, it was with David when they defied the Philistines who were gathered there for battle. And the men of Israel withdrew. Uh, he rose and struck down the Philistines until his hand was weary, and his hand clung to the sword. And the Lord brought about a great victory that day, and the men returned after him only to strip the slain. Now, again, you got to think about this story, guys. So we got another mighty man. He's going to defeat a whole bunch of people. But the interesting detail here is, did you catch what happened to all the rest of his soldiers? Because he came in with an army. But what happened to all the rest of his army? Did you catch what happened to them? What did they do? Uh, did, did they stay with them? No. No, they withdrew. So it looks like they run away. Yeah. So here he's all by himself trying to fight this army. And all their buddies and friends... Guys, I don't want to put you... Has that ever happened to you? Have you ever had a friend that you thought was going to stick up for you and all of a sudden they didn't show up? Or For adults, it's a real thing, kids. Sometimes we have people we rely on, we think they're going to help us out, and all of a sudden when we need them, they're gone. They're not there. That's a reality. Yeah, it happens. It happens. To us. So that's that's also what happens in the world. Sometimes not only do we have big problems, but sometimes the people that are supposed to be there to help us, they don't show up to help us with the problems. What does this guy do? Could, could you read that verse again, Matt? What does this guy do? Everyone's left him. You know what I would do? I'd run. I'd turn tail. I'd say, forget it. If no one else is going to fight, I'm not going to fight either. But what did this guy do? Well, this guy, he rose up. He struck down the Philistines until his hand was weary and his hand clung to the sword. And that's another part, too, because sometimes when we're fighting the enemies, we're weary, too. In fact, man, I don't know if I have enough strength to... Uh, man, this week I got vacation Bible school. I got one of my dear friends. I'm going to do a funeral for him for Friday. We're here doing wrestling with the basics, all kinds of other things, people in the hospital, people to visit. And sometimes you think, wow, I'm just so tired. I don't think I've got the strength or energy to do this. Okay. But what was the one key thing he did? Even though he was weary, even though all of his friends abandoned him, what was the one key thing he did? Well, he stood the ground. He stood his ground. And what did he hold on to? And then he held on to his sword. All right. Now, of course, if we would go to the book of Ephesians, we would learn that the sword is the word of God. Yeah, part of that armor yeah. of God. Yeah, yeah. Take up the sword, right? Which is the word. Uh, um, so that's the lesson for us here. So, yes, in the world, sometimes Christians not only have big problems, sometimes Christians are abandoned by the Christians that were supposed to be there helping them. And, and, and sometimes they're tired and they don't think they can go on. And there's only one thing you can do in those situations— just keep holding on to the word. Just keep on holding on to the word. And in the end, in the end. So how does this all work out, guys? Did you hear that? What how does this story work out? What happens in the end? Um, the Philistines is are defeated. In fact, Matt, am I reading that wrong? Does it say what how do they how are they defeated? Well yeah, I think it's really you know, yeah. again another beautiful insight. And the Lord brought about a great victory that day. And the men returned after him only to strip the slave. So even with him hanging on to that sword, still it's God who, in the end, gives him the victory. Yeah, and that's the only reason he's holding on to the sword, because the, the word is the thing that teaches us that God will give us the victory. It's not our holding on that gives us the victory. Obviously, 
you're holding on to a sword. No, you're still going to, but no, it's what that sword means, what the word God tells us. Like Jesus, the Lord will give us the victory. By the way, that, that last part, we were doing, we were actually doing this with adults in a doll Bible study, and someone pointed out, ain't that how it is? Once you got the victory, then what happens? Then they come back to, to <laughs> for the spoils of the victory, right? They're not going to fight, but they're more than happy to strip the yeah. slain. Yeah, so your friends abandon you when you need them, but then when everything's good, they're all back there again. Real, true-to-life stories. That's what we have here. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, let's do the next story. Let's do the next story. Can we do that? There's no doo-doo in this story, guys. <laughs> let's see. Here we go. And next to him was Samad, the son of Agi, the Heretite. The Philistines gathered together at Leah, where there was a plot of... Gr- oh, excuse me. There was a plot of ground full of lentils, and the men fled from the Philistines. But he took his stand in the midst of the plot and defended it and struck down the Philistines. And the Lord worked a great victory. So, so uh, guys, uh, the, the Jewish uh, uh, teaching is you have to have the testimony of two or three witnesses. And so we have yes. two or three witnesses now to these mighty men. Because it's basically the same story, isn't it? Again, the, the, his fellow soldiers abandoned him. He's left alone. Uh, and yet, Matt, that, that closing phrase there again. The Lord worked a great victory. Yeah, yeah. So, and by the way, that's why sometimes God allows your friends to abandon you. So that you understand your friends are not going to save you. You're not going to save you. It's just impossible for any man to save you. But you have the Lord on your side. That's why the the sword of the, the that is the word of God. That's why you keep the word of God. It reminds you, you got the Lord on your side, uh, despite your weariness, despite your doubts, maybe even despite your own sinfulness. But that's okay. If you got the Lord on your side, the victory will always be yours in the end. And, of course, for dear Rufus, that's the great comfort we have. It seemed like he got defeated. He fought illness for years and years, and now he's dead. But, actually, that's the irony. Now he really has the victory. Yeah. Uh, and if we could only see him and all the joys and blessings he's enjoying, we realize, oh, oh no, he didn't lose. He was the greatest winner of all time. And, and all of us here in this uh, study are going to have that. Now, I have to share one last thing with you, Matt. Okay. And, and this one maybe kids would not pick up on. Okay. But but old people who read the Bible a lot, those who hold on to the sword, which is the word, they would notice this. Could you read uh, like some of the last verses here of the text? Because we got a whole bunch of other mighty men of David. Boy. Could you read the sure last do. verses? Let me see. Yeah, start with just the last couple of verses there. Verse 37. Okay. We still got some tough names. Here we go. We're ready, though. Uh, Zelik the Ammonite, Nehari of Beeroth, the armor-bearer of Joab, the son of Zeruiah, Ira the Ithrite, Gerib the Ithrite, Uriah the Hittite, 37 in all. All right. So there's 30-some other names that we didn't talk about. But but here, going to, going to Noah, going to Anna. Are you guys ready? You got your hands on the buzzer? <laughs> here comes the question. This is for the big prize. If you get this right, your dad will take you out for ice cream after this Bible study. Can it be Ted Drews? <laughs> it can be Ted okay. Drews. It you needs, deal, It must be Ted Drews. <laughs> so these are called mighty men. Why are they mighty men? Why are they mighty men? What What happened in their lives that made them mighty men? Because they trust in God. Thank you. Thank you. All right, you get to go for ice cream. And that's what you were going to say too, wasn't it, Noah? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's right. 
listen to me, Noah. I've been around long enough. You just say, yes, that's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> Your dad says something smart. Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. Especially if there's frozen custard involved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. When the pressure's on. So... They're mighty men because, as we already heard over and over again, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord gave them the victory. The odds were—but now here's one last interesting detail about this chapter. Did you know the armor-bearer? Did you catch the name of the armor-bearer there, Matt, in those last verses? Who's who's the the, the armor-bearer's whose armor-bearer is named? Uh, let's see here. What do we have? Uh, uh, Joab. Joab's armor bearer. Yeah, the named. armor bearer of Joab. And in fact, I believe that name uh, is mentioned earlier in the list, too, about the armor bearer of Joab. What is striking is in the list of the mighty men, guess who isn't listed? Joab, Joab himself. Just his and, armor bearer. Right. And that's, yeah, it's almost like they're making a big point of the fact we got his armor bearer, but oh no, we don't have Joab listed. And 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 kids, what's shocking about that is Joab was David's chief general. General, yeah. He was his chief and staff. So how is it that that chief and staff, the head guy, doesn't get mentioned in the list of mighty men? And, and the reason for that is, if you read through the Bible, Joab was a mighty man in terms of killing people. He was pretty good at being a warrior, but he n never did it in faith. Whatever he did, he always did because it kind of helped him out. You know, if there was like some competition that might also be one of David's generals, well, that guy kind of got killed. <laughs> it just, you know, and if you look through the whole history of Joab, he was a mighty man, but he never did it because of faith. He did it because it's what benefited him, kept him as the chief general under David. And then on top of that, there's another interesting thing. Who's the last guy listed, Pat? Is it as... Uriah the Hittite? You guys remember who he is? Yeah, you remember what his story is? Yeah, Noah. Noah, tell who us what he... the story is. Yeah. Who's Uriah the Hittite? Um, Bathsheba's husband. Right. And what did David do to Bathsheba's husband? Do you remember that? Um, kill him. Had him killed in battle. And this, by the way, is David's list of his mighty men. Yeah. And I kind of think that David, probably with a little repentance, uh, adds Uriah to the end because he was one of his mighty men, and yet David took his wife, committed adultery, had Uriah murdered in battle. Because you would think that David would be a mighty man too, wouldn't you? Mm -hmm. But apparently David was also a very sinful man as well. So thank you, kids. You're right. You've earned yourself some ice cream. Uh, um, uh, more than that, you will have eternal life in heaven. Which, which, And I imagine there'll be lots of ice cream in heaven. That's what I'm thinking. But isn't that neat? And this just fell into our lap, by the way. That's man. great. It wasn't like we figured this out in advance. We were just doing the Bible study and all of a sudden, well, look at this. This is how it is in the world. We, we lose our friends. We we are weary. The, the tasks seem beyond us. And yet the Lord gives us our victory. Is it because we're such good people? No. Oh, no, we're we're sinners too, but that's just yeah. what the Lord does. Well, I thought the other interesting thing that I had noticed before is so many of them aren't Israelites. I mean, they're Ammonites, oh. and their ends with a Hittite. These are wow. people outside that community, and yet God knows no boundary and works in their lives and through them for these victories. Does the Holy Spirit not work even amongst men like Matt and John? Yeah. Is this not a miracle that we have witnessed? <laughs> well, no, seriously. Th Right. So even pagans, even yeah. outsiders, and they're still God's people because, yeah. as your kids told us. Yeah, and, and some of those guys like David and even Joab, you know, who who are Israelites, they should know better. But they yet, should. it's these guys that are Hittites and others that are these mighty men. Interesting. We, we are mighty men of God because we have a mighty Savior whose name is Jesus Christ. 
Say goodbye, guys. Goodbye. Bye. Thanks, Noah and Anna, for being on Wrestling with the Basics. It's been great having you guys. <laughs> we will see you next week. And who knows what guests might show up. <laughs> this has been Wrestling, Wrestling with, with the, the Basics. basics.